Coming up this evening, live from New York City, Illinois' richest man abandoning Chicago. Ken Griffin's reportedly moving the headquarters of his Citadel hedge fund to Florida. Why is that? The White House canceling $6 billion in student loan debt for borrowers who claim they were defrauded by their colleges. Tesla factories in Texas and Berlin losing billions of dollars, according to CEO Elon Musk. Supply chain disruptions, especially those in China, are at blame. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. Another big company is reportedly leaving Chicago. Billionaire investor Ken Griffin is moving his hedge fund out of the Windy City and heading for Miami. According to Reuters, insider sources say Griffin is concerned about the rising crime in Chicago. Company executives gave several examples, like when a Citadel employee was stabbed a block from the office while walking to work, and someone also tried to carjack Griffin's vehicle. The source also said Griffin likes the business-friendly climate and tax advantages in Florida. There's no state income tax there. Griffin's hedge fund Citadel manages $50 billion in assets and employs about 1,000 people at its headquarters. It has been in Chicago for over three decades. Citadel is the latest company to leave Chicago, after Boeing and Caterpillar. We reached out to Citadel for more details, but haven't heard back. The White House has agreed to cancel an estimated $6 billion in federal student loan debt. It'll impact about 200,000 people, specifically borrowers who claimed they were defrauded by their college. They say the colleges overstated their job placement rates, among other things. The deal to wipe away the debt is a part of a proposed settlement filed in federal court yesterday. It still has to be approved by a judge. But if it is, another 64,000 borrowers who've already filed claims could be eligible for debt relief, too. President Biden is also considering canceling loans for more students. Elon Musk says his factories are losing billions of dollars because of low output. This is due to supply chain problems, especially in China. NTD's Faye Quarter has more. Gigantic money furnaces right now. Okay, there should be like a giant roaring sound, which is the sound of money on fire. In a recent interview, Musk said Gigafactory Texas and Gigafactory Berlin are losing billions of dollars with a ton of expense and hardly any output. Trying to keep the factories operating the last couple of years has been a very difficult thing. Um, and like supply chain interruptions have been severe. Uh, like extremely severe. Musk says it'll take more effort to ramp up production than to build the factories in the first place. You're seeing the whole automotive industry getting squashed with a loss of somewhere around four and a half million cars just here in the U.S. and globally substantially more. Lauren Fix is an automotive expert at Car Coach Reports. Fix says China is a big part of this. We've transferred much of our assembly of these components, including batteries, to China. And now we're beholden to them. Musk says Giga Texas is currently making a puny number of cars because Tesla is struggling to ramp up production of its new 4680 batteries. He also said the tools needed to make the conventional 2170 batteries are stuck in China. The 4680 battery is Tesla's own self-made battery that offers more power, more energy capacity, and more range. The name refers to the battery's size, 46 millimeters wide and 80 millimeters tall. The 46 
680 is very new, only announced two years ago. Most Tesla cars use 18650 and 2170 cells. Faye Quarter, NTD News. What would you do if you saw someone drowning and there wasn't a single lifeguard on duty? Experts say this is a reality for thousands of beaches and pools. There's a critical lifeguard shortage across the nation. Why is this and what's being done to keep families safe? To our south from where we're standing, the next lifeguard tower is approximately 30 miles from here. For Wyatt Werneth, it's a desperate shortage which could put lives at risk. He served as a lifeguard in Cocoa Beach, Florida for decades, and he tells us families at lakes, pools, and beaches may now be on their own. We're not able to protect the lives and souls that come to the beaches or the water parks or the ocean for the lake open waters. Experts say there's a critical lifeguard shortage across America. New York City just canceled all of its swim programs. Milwaukee County has fewer than half its pools open right now. All hands on deck. No days off. Working, working, working. Hours, hours. Jesse Hernandez is on duty here in Commerce, California, where there aren't enough lifeguards even in Southern California. As for why up to a third of U.S. public pools could reduce their hours or close altogether this summer, some experts say interest in lifeguarding was already dropping when the COVID pandemic hit. It made the situation even more dire with canceled trainings and closed pools. Restaurant and retail jobs also often pay higher for less risk. Good dinner. To get lifeguards back, cities are handing out bonuses. In Phoenix, it's an extra $2,500. And here in Commerce, the city trains its smallest swimmers, as young as eight, on the water polo team to join the lifeguard pipeline. So what we do is develop them for 10 years, and then when they graduate high school, we give them an opportunity to come back into the pool and be lifeguards. It feels awesome to do a job like that, to, make, to know that you're here just in case somebody needs their life saved or you need to jump in a, to rescue somebody. feels good to do that. It's a tight labor market we're in, that's for sure. But that might change as the Fed keeps raising rates. The Fed is trying to dampen demand, but Chair Powell today admits it could take a hit on the economy elsewhere, namely unemployment. Here's what he said today at a hearing before the House Financial Services Committee. We raise and lower interest rates. It affects the whole economy through many channels. And so there is a risk that, 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 you know, that, uh, inf that unemployment would move up from what is a historically low level, though. During the hearing, Powell also admitted they misjudged the risk of high inflation, saying the Fed should have moved faster, but pointing to uncertainty over when supply chains and the flow of workers would get back to normal. And we're starting to see the effect of the Fed raising rates. For many, the dream of owning a home is getting further out of reach. High prices plus higher interest rates have priced out millions of Americans. That's according to Harvard University's annual State of the Nation's Housing Report released on Wednesday. The report found the income needed to qualify for a home was priced out about 4 million renters over the past year alone. The annual income needed to get a mortgage was $28,000 higher in April compared to the same time last year. That's in part due to monthly payments for mortgage, property tax, and insurance also increasing this year. And experts say the record run-up in home prices and rising interest rates are making the situation even worse. NTD's Don Ma speaks with an experienced financial and economic analyst about how effective monetary policy is on inflation. 
So, you know, we talk about a looming recession. There's fears of an economic slowdown and a steep rise in unemployment. But on the other hand, some say we're already experiencing that. So, Joseph, are we already in a recession? Well, if you look at the, the, the straight GDP numbers, in the first quarter, uh, the GDP had been tracked at 1.5%. So that's one start. The traditional definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. Of course, we don't have the second quarter's GDP numbers, but we do have the running estimate from the Atlanta Fed, their GDP now model, and it's running flat. So if we're not in a recession, we're very close to one. The talks for a recession are in light of the Fed raising rates. So yesterday at a Senate hearing, Fed Chair Powell said that raising interest rates won't bring down food and gas prices. So then what is the Fed referring to when it talks about it wants to lower inflation? Well, the Fed's rate policy works, one, at very long remove, six months to a year or more. And two, what it really does is it reduces demand. And the reducing of the demand is what eventually lowers prices. At the moment, demand is not only being driven by consumers, but also by supply shortages. And whatever the Fed does with interest rates have absolutely zero effect on supply. So this is probably a lot more, inflation here is going to be a lot more difficult for the Fed because it's not purely a monetary event. It's more than that. So if the Fed can't bring down food and gas prices, can they really bring down inflation? Because as you know, energy like oil and gas, it goes into everything that we buy, right? You're absolutely right. And you hit on probably the most difficult parts of the equation for the Fed right now. The Fed can't do anything about Washington or the Biden administration's energy policy. And the Fed certainly can't do anything about the war in Ukraine. Both of those are the main reasons why energy prices are up. And energy prices are a component of every single thing in modern life, everything, bar nothing. So as you mentioned, the Fed can only target the demand side. They can't really affect the supply side. Right. So then just targeting the demand side alone, the Fed would have to be very aggressive, does it not, to have an impact? That's true. In, in, in fact, it will probably have to be more aggressive than in past instances. If you go back to the last great recession, I mean, the last great inflation, the last time we had inflation at its current level in the early 80s, the, Vol the Paul Volcker Fed was forced to put rates higher than inflation to get inflation down. But what it really did was create two very deep recessions. So even if you didn't have the supply problems, you have inflation running over 8%, 8.6% in CPI in the last event, the last month, and you're raising maybe the Fed funds rate to three or three and a half percent this year. That's not going to be enough, even in a monetarist equation to reduce inflation. What do you think uh, of the chances of a soft landing uh, by the Fed? Very, very low. I don't see how the Fed, you have an economy that is unbalanced. You have demand, but you don't have enough supply. You have demand for labor, and you have an enormous amount of people not working, even though there are a tremendous amount of jobs. This is not the kind of economy that I think can withstand a very rapid series of rate increases that the Fed is planning and beginning to execute. So what can we do between the Congress, the White House, and the Fed? There are more tools than just interest rates to tackle inflation, right? 
That's true. They're in a very difficult position. I mean, one of the things I think that could be done very effectively, very quickly would be change energy policy. Because whatever you think about the reasons that the, that the Biden administration has enacted these policies since the very beginning of the administration, it is undoubtedly true that if you go to a different policy and produce more oil and eliminate some of the restrictions on American production and transport and pipelines, you would get a drop in oil prices. And I think this would have a very deep uh, impact around the world on economic growth. But I don't think that seems to be in the cards. Joseph Trevisani, Senior Analyst, FX Street. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Even though the economy isn't doing well, some businesses seem to be shrugging it off. Darden Restaurants, parent company of eateries like Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, and the Capitol Grill, beat both analyst expectations and their previous sales numbers at the same time. Its net sales rose 14.2% from the same period last year, and its major restaurants saw increased traffic, not just in comparison to last year, but also in comparison to its pre-pandemic numbers. Darden also announced that this quarter's dividends will be 10% higher than last quarter's, and that it's seeking to buy back shares. It didn't specify how much, but it capped itself at $1 billion. On Wall Street, markets ended higher today. The Dow gained 194 points, or six-tenths of a percent. The S&P added 36 points, or one percent. And the Nasdaq rose 179 points, or one and six-tenths of a percent. Jewel products are being pulled off shelves in the U.S. The FDA just made the call about the company's vape products today. And if Juul doesn't stop distributing or selling its pens and pods, the FDA says it may step in to enforce the order. Federal health officials say the decision was based on Juul's application to market its products, explaining they didn't see enough evidence the company could market its vape products in a way that would protect public health. Juul got a lot of attention after it was criticized for selling flavored vape products that were popular with teens. The company stopped selling them in 2019, shortly before the FBA, FDA banned them altogether. Amazon recently unveiled its new voice-mimicking technology at the Mars Conference, which stands for Machine Learning Automation Robotics Space. NTD's Sean Marshall has more. Take a look on one of the new capabilities we are working on, which enables lasting personal relationships. Alexa, can Grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Okay. Amazon Alexa has come up with its own deepfake technology. It's being marketed as a way to eliminate the pain of dead relatives by mimicking their voices. I spoke with Nima Shea of Hummingbirds AI about the risks of this technology. He's an expert in home smart device security. The risk is so big that we really don't want to think about it. Just tip of the iceberg is those incidents that you... Uh, mentioned, but in near future, we will have more and more attacks that people are trying to uh, impersonate you uh, through your voice or later on through your visuals. Amazon's technology hasn't been released yet. It will only need one minute of voice recording to work. On the negative side, it can be used by uh, uh, fraudsters or malicious people in order to uh, uh, abuse this type of technologies. So there have to be protocols by Amazon and similar companies in order to uh, um, limit uh, the, uh, the abuse and misuse of this type of technology. 
One of the most notorious crimes involving deepfake technology was a 2020 incident in the United Arab Emirates where fraudsters tricked a bank manager into transferring $35 million. Sean Marshall, NTD News. The IRS on Tuesday said it would complete processing all original, error-free 2021 individual tax returns this week. If successful, it would mean clearing last year's backlog of 8 million returns. But the agency still faces major challenges. Now, the IRS faces more than twice as many returns to process than normal at this point in the calendar year. On Tuesday, the IRS said it had hired 1,500 new employees. The agency also said it was adding thousands of contractors to keep up with the increased workload. In the last four months, the IRS held nine recruiting events and issued 3,000 job offers. The goal is to hire 5,000 new workers this year. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen also urged Congress to approve $80 billion in funding for the agency. Speaking of money, it's summer break and college students and recent grads may be hunting for a job. Companies plan to hire 30% more new college grads this year compared to last. That's according to the National Association of Colleges and Employers. USA Today has a series of steps you can take to find that job. First off, network with alumni to learn about their roles. Make friends with people who are older and who can share their experiences. Networking could lead to referrals and interviews. Keep your options open and look into different industries. Students are encouraged to apply to open jobs even if they do not have relevant experience. Use resources at your university's career center to have mock interviews and have your resume reviewed. Also, platforms like Handshake and LinkedIn are connected to school profiles and can be a good tool to apply through. As for which jobs are in demand this summer, lifeguards and camp counselors are in high demand. Sales and hospitality jobs are also looking to hire. Students are encouraged to visit neighborhood businesses in person when looking for jobs. And remember, right now the job market is a job seekers market. More employers are looking to hire this summer compared with past summers. Faye Quarter, NTD News. Still to come, Germany facing a natural gas crisis, raising the warning level as Russia cuts supplies to Europe. Tips on how to keep eating healthy, even amid high inflation. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. Over in Europe, Russian gas is still flowing down pipelines to Germany, but at a fading rate. Today, Berlin triggered the second phase, or alarm phase, of a three-step emergency plan. It could allow utilities to pass on higher prices to industry and households to lower demand, though Germany says that hasn't happened yet. The alarm comes after Russia cut flows via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline last week. Germany called it an economic attack, but Russia said it's because a turbine used in the pipeline is being serviced in Canada. 
Now, German manufacturers may have to cut output to conserve gas or revert back to other forms of energy they're trying to get away from. Phase three of Germany's emergency plan would see state intervention in energy markets. That point hasn't come yet. Sri Lanka's prime minister says the country's economy has collapsed after months of shortages of food, fuel and electricity. Here's what he told lawmakers yesterday. It is no easy task to revive a country with a completely collapsed economy, especially one that is dangerously low on foreign reserves. If steps had at least been taken to slow down the collapse of the economy at the beginning, we would not be facing this difficult situation today. But we lost out on this opportunity. The comments underscore the country's dire situation as the country seeks help from international lenders. Sri Lanka's crisis is considered its worst in recent memory. The economy is suffering from heavy debts, lost tourism revenue and surging costs for commodities. The prime minister appeared to blame the previous government. He took office in May. Violent protests over the country's economic crisis forced his predecessor to step down. As Sri Lanka faces an economic crisis, a shortage of essentials like gas and medicine have sent prices soaring. For everyday workers, the pressure is even more intense. NTD's Andrew Thomas has more. Driver Lasanda Deepdi cleans her three-wheeled auto rickshaw outside her home. She hopes for a busy day of ferrying passengers, but most of her day will probably be spent standing in lines outside gas stations as Sri Lanka currently faces fuel shortages while it combats an economic crisis. Because of the current crisis, we have to allocate more time to standing in the lines. I have to get up earlier, finish all my housework, and come to wait in line. Sometimes I have to sleep inside the rickshaw and go to work from here. We have to balance our daily activities with the extra time required for the queue. Deepti said it was initially tough to jostle with male drivers for regular customers, but once she signed up with local ride-hailing app PickMe, it became much easier. Deepti's income used to be about $83 a month, but has fallen nearly 50%. When I pick up a hire and drop them safely, they are very happy and they say I am doing a good job. People say that this is much better than women becoming migrant workers, and they wish me to prosper and take more hiring passengers and do well. Deepti is still lining up at the gas station in the early hours. Her only wish and hope is for the current crisis to end. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. Back in the States, double-digit price increases at the grocery store. Food price hikes at levels not seen since the inflation-soaked 1970s, according to the latest Consumer Price Index. But experts say there are still ways to eat healthy without breaking the bank. Here are some tips. Rising food costs hitting wallets hard. The latest inflation report shows the cost of groceries surged by almost 12% for the year ending in May. That's the largest year-on-year increase since 1979. And staples like eggs, fish, and meat seeing the largest jump in prices. Right now, it's safe to say that just eating is getting more expensive. But you're still able to find some really inexpensive, healthy options. To cut your grocery bill, registered dietitian Amy Patton says make more meatless meals. Use beans and lentils as protein instead. 
cut your own produce. Pre-cut fruits and veggies are pricey. When it comes to produce, consider going frozen or get it canned. I'd rather someone who's eating on a very tight budget go for a canned vegetable and rinse it off versus not getting a vegetable in at all. Choose store brands. Patton says many times they're less expensive. Stick to your grocery list, don't shop while hungry, and stock up on healthy staples that you can use in different meals. Today, maybe you're making um, you know, a big stew or a big stir fry and you're using uh, a recipe that calls for a cup of celery, for example. Maybe you take that celery and you dice it up or slice it and then you have it for snacks with hummus or peanut butter. Patton says another way to save is to buy bulk if possible. If your store has bulk bins, she says you can save money if you bring your own container and scoop out the amount you need. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, send us an email at business at ntd.com. That's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can still catch NTD Evening News with Stephanie Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter, too. For NTD Business, that's all for today. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.